Hi, welcome to the 13th Warehouse, Friday the 13th TV series edition. I'm Vicki. And I'm Kim. Following are the episode credits for Friday the 13th, the series, season one, episode 21, Double Exposure. Series created by Frank Mancuso Jr. and Larry B. Williams. Written by Dunford King. Directed by Neil Fernley. Original air date, May 16th, 1988. And we're back for season one, episode 21, Double Exposure. The cursed antique from Friday the 13th wiki is a photographic camera that produces a murderous double of the person whose picture was taken. The original person will die within five hours if the double is not killed by burning the negative. So this Winston Knight is a news anchor. We find him watching a video of one of his newscasts when the episode begins. And this actor, Gary Frank, he's been in many things over the years, including a Deep Space Nine episode. But I always remember him from Family. Do you remember that show? Family. It was in the 70s. It was about the Lawrence family. Christy McNichol was in it. Yes. He was the brother, Willie. Oh, okay. I think it was on for a good amount of seasons, too. Yeah, it was. I kind of remember it being kind of a popular show. Yeah, I just seen it not that long ago, and I'm trying to remember what channel, but yeah. Oh, really? Uh, Yeah, I seen it somewhere, and I'm going, oh, I remember this show. I'm going to have to look for it now. So anyway, Winston pulls out an old-fashioned camera and takes a picture. We think he's going to develop whatever picture he just took, but a person comes out of the developing stuff. That was kind of gross. (laughs) Whatever that is, growing in the developing stuff. Then he gives this person instructions to call him at a specific time and gives him a machete. So at the news station, Winston's assistant asks if he thinks the killer is going to call again. So Ryan has a new girlfriend, Kathy. He forgot about Laura pretty quickly. That's all that. <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds like he met her in the store. They're out on a date. And then we see this mysterious guy in a trench coat with gloves out on the street following a woman. And she sort of walks and looks around like she's terrified, but she never turns around to see if anyone's behind her. Did you think that was weird? It was weird. The way Very she, weird. Yeah. She was just kind of like moving her head a little bit like she's looking around, but she wasn't looking everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're scared, you're looking all over the place. She was just, it was weird. I just thought that was really weird. When she finally does, she turns around and the guy's not there. And then when she turns back, the guy's somehow in front of her. And she looks relieved because she seems to recognize him. And she says, is it really you or something like that? Meanwhile, Ryan is dropping Kathy off at her door. He asks to come in. She says she's got to get up early. So he's walking home, and he sees the machete guy stabbing the woman. And the machete guy sees him, and he comes after Ryan, but he's able to protect himself with a box. After the guy runs away, Ryan sees that the woman's dead. Meanwhile, on the news, the anchor, who was he just happened to be doing a report on the killer, takes a call on air, and it's the killer telling him where to find the body. So apparently this is a thing. This killer's been calling him on the air. We then see that the killer's him, or an exact replica of him. After the newscast, Winston burns the negative and the duplicate ceases to exist. Apparently, this guy wants to be a famous reporter and he has this duplicate that he's making kill people so that he can report on it. Like he has an in with the killer, like this, he's the only person the killer will call. But Ryan recognized Winston, but he can't make the police believe him because Winston was on the air when the murder happened and the call came in. So that makes for a pretty good alibi. So I think we already knew. I mean, did you know at the beginning when we saw Kathy that she wasn't going to make it through the episode? Of course. Yeah. (laughs) I knew she was a goner. (laughs) As soon as they came out, I said, oh, she's a goner. Yeah, I would have been shocked if she made it through the episode. 
The police call Winston. And t- oh, no, this cop was ridiculous, this detective. He calls Winston and he tells him that they have an eyewitness, number one. He also tells him that the killer may look like him. And he also gives him Ryan's name. Yeah, that was, I, I mean, I was just like, dude, what's wrong with you? You know, whether or not he was on the air and he had an alibi, you still have to be suspicious of somebody insisting that the killer looked exactly like him. Right. You know, so why would you call him, number one, and say you have an eyewitness? And number two, give him the eyewitness's name. Right. Because at any point, like you said, even though we know he's on the air, like you said, people look like people and do all kinds of makeup jobs. So that could have been somebody even impersonating him. Which is one of the things he tries to tell Ryan later on. But, you know, the cop lets Ryan go, but he still doesn't believe his story. And Ryan etches the phone number the detective wrote down. So he has his phone number. So when Ryan gets back, he wakes up Mickey and Jack to talk about what happened. Jack doesn't think it's necessary to check the manifest because he would have remembered seeing Winston Knight's name in it if it was there. Now, how many times have they checked the manifest to find the purchaser didn't own the artifact anymore? Right. Mm -hmm. So it's just odd that neither Jack or Mickey seem interested considering what they do almost every day. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. so Ryan gets up during the night and puts on the TV. But while watching the news, he hears that he's the suspect. But then the TV attacks him. What? That was good, though. I, it, I, I gotta say, I kept on saying, daggone, it's about time. It was. It's about time. It had me fooled until the TV attacked him. But even the TV attacking him was pretty good for the show. You know? Yeah, it, I thought so, too. It, it shocked me. And I was like, all right, I'm ready to clap and give their prop. Yeah, the effects were pretty good. Mm-hmm. So, like we said, after the TV attacks and we find out it was just a dream. So, Ryan contacted Winston the next morning and made an appointment to meet him. And he takes Kathy with him because Kathy's a big fan. Winston creates another self before Ryan arrives. And Winston tries to talk Ryan into helping him catch the machete killer. Winston also tries to convince Ryan that the murderer must have some sort of obsession with him, either because he actually does look like him, or maybe he's so obsessed with him that he had plastic surgery. Or I think he said makeup too. Yep. Mm -hmm. So they don't really get anywhere, and then he decides he has to leave. So Ryan and Kathy leave. Ryan is still convinced that it's Winston, and it's not a Mm lookalike. So Kathy decided to walk home. So here we go. Alone. Right. She'll be dead soon. Now, number one, they know there's a machete killer loose. Whether or not it's Winston, they know there's a machete killer loose. Who's, who's walking home alone? Mm-hmm. After Ryan leaves, she realizes she forgot her purse in Winston's house, and she sees Winston and his duplicate through the window. When she runs away, Winston sees that she left her purse. He gives the duplicate the keys to her house, and I imagine her address. And the machete killer goes after her, but Kathy's able to escape into a cab before the duplicate can kill her. Meanwhile, Jack, I guess, has thought about what they do for a living, And he's done some research on all of the things that can make copies, and he found a camera in the manifest. And the purchaser used the TV channel's call letters, K-A-H-N, instead of their name. I got the manifest out, and I made a list of all the objects that could possibly make a copy of someone. You know, things like uh, mirrors, uh, prisms, paintings, all that sort of thing. And I came up with a camera. A camera? picture, I'm sure. And it was sold to a guy named Khan? Yeah, but who's Khan? A better question would be, what is Khan? 
So Kathy goes home and has to use her hidden key to get in since she doesn't have her purse with a regular key. Now, right there, maybe you're upset because, yeah, somebody tried to kill you and you run home. But when you have to stop and use your hide-a-key because your keys are in your purse that you left at the killer's house, wouldn't that give you a clue it's not safe to be home? Uh (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I could see running home and being upset and just running in your house and locking the door. But if you have to stop and remember to use the key under the mat because you don't have your keys, I mean, really? She did one thing right. The only thing she did right was she left a message. Yes. That's it. Yes. She leaves the message and tells Ryan what she saw, that she saw the duplicate. But the duplicate is already in her house. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel. Space, the final frontier, or is it? Discover the podcast of a couple of moms who love Star Trek and happen to have kids on the autism spectrum. Join Vicki and Elizabeth as we explore strange new worlds, talking about the new Star Trek Discovery series, autism, and whatever else comes to mind. We're Moms Going Boldly, and you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Player FM. Hey, Dud Gramley here from Yeah, That Can't Be Good. Please join Kim, Vicky, Skip, and myself over at Yeah, That Can't Be Good for an episode-by-episode podcast of all things Eureka. You can listen at EurekaRewatch.com on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. So Ryan hears her message at some point, but she's already dead when he and Jack arrive. Jack tells Ryan that they're on their own because nobody's going to believe this. Like, they didn't believe it when he first tried to tell him. So now, I'm wondering why they're not suspecting Ryan. Ryan's already witnessed one murder, and the cop talked to him, and the cop doesn't believe his story. And now, he's a friend of the next victim. Wouldn't you think the cop would think that's a little suspicious? Yeah, in another show, yeah. <laughs> you know, because if you keep showing up around dead bodies, somebody's going to think it's you, you know? Right, mm-hmm. Jack figures out that the duplicate only lives a limited amount of time. And if the negative is not burned, the original dies. Ah, yes. The negative. That's how he destroys the duplicate. What are you saying? I'll be doing some research into the use of images in the occult. The duplicate only has a limited life of about five hours. If the negative isn't burnt before then, the original dies. You remember what Kathy was saying? It's between night and the duplicate. If the duplicate lives too long, night dies. Which means if he doesn't have the negative... I've got night's life in my hands. So we've heard a few hints about the duplicate wanting to live. And he finally does say it when he's almost hit by a car. And this kind of didn't make sense to me at first, but I I guess that part was never explained. Because Jack said the duplicate only lives for a certain amount of time. And the original has to burn the negative so the duplicate doesn't live too long. So if it lives past a certain point, the original dies. But I didn't take that to mean that if the original dies, that the duplicate becomes real. I just thought that after a certain amount of time, the duplicate dies. Because that's the way Jack explained it. Right. I think they were saying something in the, in when they were talking about that. Because he said it's either him, it's either one or the other. So if the duplicate lives, then the original dies. Yes, I didn't get that at first. That's why I was like, well, what, why is he thinking he's going to live if, if he gets his negative? Because he's going to die anyway. 
you know, yeah. apparently that wasn't the case, but that's not the way I took it when I was first listening to Jack explaining it. Yeah, when Jack explained it, he, he to me he explained it all wrong. When Winston was talking to Winston, yeah, Winston one was talking to Winston two. That's when he said it. That's when I realized that it's either one or the other. So that's way before like in the beginning. I want to say the first time when he said, "Why he, do you destroy me?" or whatever he said. Right. Yeah. yeah. So when Jack explained, it, I was like, "Huh." Yeah, that's why I was confused why he's looking for the negative. That's why I was thinking, well, he's not going to live. I don't really understand what this is all about. But later on, I guess we, I was wrong thinking it that way. So Jack wants to blackmail him into giving them the camera with the negative. Ryan won't listen. He just wants revenge. But Jack talks him down and he goes to see Winston himself. And Winston knocks him out. Now, really, did we not know that was coming too? Oh, another one who turns their back. I'm like, come on, really, people? Right. Why do you turn your back? But why does the old man go to see the murderer by himself? Yeah, you're right, by yourself. And then you turn your back on him? Right. He's the murderer. <laughs> Which is the theme in this show and in Warehouse. Yeah. I should find clips of us saying, why did you turn your back on him? <laughs> I know. It doesn't even make any sense. I'm going, you know, okay. <laughs> let, let me not face you anymore. <laughs> oh, my God. So Winston knocks him out and takes his picture, and he creates a duplicate of Jack. He sends the duplicate of Jack to the shop with the camera so Ryan and Mickey will give him the negative. He also has instructions to kill Ryan and Mickey after getting the negative. So Winston is going to frame Jack as the machete murderer. And he's going to keep Jack's duplicate alive long enough for the real Jack to die so the duplicate will be framed as the murderer. So he has a camera crew meet him at the shop because he thinks he's going to get a big story. While duplicate Winston watches through the window fake jack shows up at the store and asks for the negative winston's station manager wants to call the police but winston talks him into getting the story even if the people inside of the shop get hurt or die so they're both scum Mm -hmm. so ryan figures out that jack is not jack and hits him and as all this is happening the duplicate winston shows up inside the store but i don't know how he got past the whole camera crew outside but there he was and he's there to get his negative back So the duplicates have a sword fight, (laughs) and the Jack duplicate is stabbed, and he has his hand cut off, which was gross. Ryan stabs the Winston duplicate when he threatens to kill Mickey. Uh So Ryan and Mickey run out of the store to where the, the real Winston is doing the news report and waiting for Jack to confess to being the machete killer. And then his duplicate comes out carrying the machete and bleeding. The station manager tells the crew to keep shooting because Winston wants them to stop as soon as he sees his duplicate. Mm-hmm. But the station manager tells his crew to keep shooting. So the duplicate crumbles up the negative and the real Winston disappears, making the duplicate human, only to die from the earlier stab wound. Mm-hmm. So he did get to be human, but then he died because Ryan stabbed him. Right. And that's pretty much the end. Ryan is depressed because he can't keep a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Need a man McDonald's, Ryan. <laughs> it was good. I did like it. Well, the only thing I had a problem with was why would you make a duplicate of yourself? And at first I thought, okay, so you can only make a duplicate of yourself. But if you're making a duplicate for somebody else and I'm going, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense to me. Because even if somebody sees you, they're going to see somebody else. Right. That's the part I really couldn't understand when all this time I'm thinking, okay, you can only do one of yourself. Right. But when he made one of Jack, I'm like, duh. Right, that's true. If he made one of somebody else, he would have seen somebody else and not you. 
Yeah, he could have just walked out on the street and taken somebody's picture. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it wouldn't be his face walking around killing people. Right. Yeah. But this episode was good. It was good. Yeah, I did like it. I did. I enjoyed it. Yeah, and you know what? I was thinking, remember last week we were talking about that scene when he woke up? Yes. Uh, Mm -hmm. And you were thinking it was something to do with Carrie, Uh which it could be because I kind of remember the scene you're talking about. But then I was wondering, did you ever watch any of the Friday the 13th movies? No. I remember watching the first one, and I think I watched part of the second one, but it was years ago. But there's one part where, at the end of the first one, where the lone survivor of the camp is out in the middle of a lake. It was after all the killings, I guess. And she was, like, kind of hunched over in the boat. And Jason comes out of the water and grabs her. And that was a nightmare, I think. So I was wondering if it was a Friday the 13th thing, since this is Friday the 13th. You know what I mean? Yeah, it could be. But I didn't see enough of the movies to know. Yeah, I've never seen any of them, so I have no clue. Yeah, I remember seeing one, but I think I saw it once, and it was a long time ago. Mm. All right, so if you don't have anything else... Nope, I'm good. Okay, then we'll be back shortly for another episode or two. We'll see you then. See you then. This is Doug, reminding you to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash 13th Warehouse, on Twitter at Eureka Warehouse, and on Instagram at Eureka underscore Warehouse. You can listen to The 13th Warehouse on our website, the13thwarehouse.com, on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Theme music for The 13th Warehouse, Friday the 13th, the series edition, Suspense Night, provided by Anton Kornienko, Pixabay user 147-98912, free for personal or commercial use. See you next time at The Warehouse.